0: Back to another edition of the MGE Table Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Turner, and let me first start off by thanking you for listening or viewing. You really could be doing anything with your time, but you took time out to come in with us and pull up to the table. So I want to dive into it because, and you know, we always dive into it. I don't like to give a lot of preambles here and there. But the guest that we have today is someone who um He's been in the music scene for a minute And is someone who I've recently kind of Started kind of taking in More and more of their music And I'm proud to say that he's one of the more Lyrical rappers coming out of Baton Rouge And I have a great appreciation for that I want everybody to welcome My guest for the day, Box the Hungry Genius How you doing? What's up my brother? First off, I appreciate you for having me man It's
1: a blessing, I'm grateful to be here man
0: Yeah man, well I mean when When I kind of came to know more and more About your music uh, you, you you seem to be a very interesting figure, um, but many people don't know you're you're a rapper. But you're also let me see what's the what's the proper title of it a a, fi- a financial advisor? Right, I guess you,
1: I like financial coach when you think a financial, of financial coach. advisor. Okay. I I it's like people put you in the sales box and they think of you with the briefcase. And I'm more of a coach. I'm gonna educate you right. through your financial situation. You know what I'm saying?
0: I thought that was extremely. Interesting, to yeah. say the least. To say that you know you have this very—if li- y'all haven't—take take time really check out his music because he's an extremely lyrical rapper. But then on the flip side, he's a financial coach. Not. Right. <laughs> we gonna dive. Of course, we gonna dive into the music, but right, we gotta tackle at this first. 100. How did you come about being a financial coach?
1: Um, that wasn't me, bro. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. That that was all guys. So. Seven, eight years ago, I was parking cars at the Honda dealership in Baton Rouge, and at that point in my life, I had grinded so many years in music, working the nine-to-five jobs, where I just kind of had maxed myself out. So, meaning meaning that, like, I would work literally Monday through Friday, and then I would always have to have a job where the weekends would be off, because most promoters book you on the weekends. So, I did that for 10-plus years, and it, I built a solid foundation in my city and on the outskirts, but I felt like I just was running in place at that time in my life. So, I prayed, I asked God, I'm like, look, I need I need more time and I need more money to get outside of my city and go touch people and build a real fan base so i pray i ask god to bless me with an extra hustle and two days later he answered the prayer i met my mentor charles harris he was coming through the dealership and he was a business owner mm. and um basically make a long story short he was like man uh let's go have lunch he sat down with me showed me the financial business how to get into the life insurance industry and he just asked me a simple question he was like if i could show you how to you know leave your job through this opportunity would you let me train you and i was like yeah long as it's legal you know <laughs> what i'm saying and because uh, i'm a hustler but it was legal, and um, I told him, I said, if you could promise me that I could leave my job from doing this because I want to pursue music at a high level, I'll let you train me. And he trained me, and I've been in the life insurance industry for about seven years. I could say life insurance, but the
0: financial industry, um,
1: and it's been a blessing to me, but I, I didn't see myself
0: doing it. Okay, now, now you say, you know, you, you, you touched on life insurance as well, too. so tell me what all does it entail to be a financial coach like what how, how are you how are you maneuvering with that
1: so basically you want to teach people how to make money save money show them how to get out of debt um and then show them the right places where to put their money so um i would say the difference between like maybe a financial coach and a financial advisor the advisor probably more so was going to say hey this is what you need to do, and then they're going to take the the paperwork and everything, and as long as you give them the yay or nay, they'll go do what they need to do. Okay. What a financial coach, it's like, I'm going to do what the financial advisor's going to do, but also I'm going to educate you too so you can know what I'm doing. So instead of me saying, go put your money in this investment account or this investment account, I'm going to first sit down with you and teach you how investments work. Before I say you need to buy this type of life insurance, I'm going to educate you on the difference between Good life insurance and bad life insurance, so you can make an educated decision. Right, right. Yeah, so that's the difference with me.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, these you are you've been doing about seven years
1: now. Seven years, man. I love it now. I mean, when I first got into it, I had to gain a passion for it cuz all I seen was the money. I treated it like a hustle when really I understood it was a business years later. And um and then I developed a passion for helping the people. I always love helping people. So, I thank God put me in the financial industry just to connect with
0: more people not so much as the money, but you know, you got your plans and then he got his plans. So, got you, got you. Nah. Yeah. How how is the intersection between being a financial coach and being a rapper? you know how how, how does that because i you know I, i've been to the website your social media and yeah. you do incorporate a lot of the financial coach side to it right with the rap i mean because i see you be having you know you be suited at boo, you be yeah. suited up yeah. you know how you know and, and that that's not the average uniform for a rapper no it's to not to be to be suited i mean you be having the vest i'm, I'm like the i need whole to step night. my closet game <laughs> yeah so how, how does that intersect with one another That's hard. I'm still
1: learning how to do that. I make it look good, bro, but honestly, I I fought with that for years. I still fight with it. I'm getting better at it. But that's something I really preyed on, man. Like, balancing those two worlds has just been very tough for me because I think about music all day. And I've never worried about in my life, what other people think of me. But honestly, when I got into the, the financial industry, I was thinking about, because I'm from Sherwood, um, a hood in Baton Rouge, I was thinking about, like, what, because I'm not going to be looking like a rapper no more. Right. So I was thinking about what they Receive the music the same if my wardrobe was different. So I fought that for a lot of years. And my mentor was like, "Man, you know, you gotta stop, like, stop separating it in your head." He like, "You a leader." He was like, "You don't when you got you can set your own trend." Yeah, correct. And I wasn't seeing it like that because I had been in the street clothes and making the type of music that I was making at that time for so many years. I'm like, "Man, if I got a vest on." If I want to put two or three street records or just some hardcore songs on my project will they still receive it the same you know right. um, and I, I'm, I'm doing better with it but it's still it's tough every day but now that's my brand now so people that know me in Baton Rouge they now know me from staying consistent mm-hmm. some days I might see boxing in business clothes some days I might see him in urban gear so now they expect it you know what I'm saying right. but in the beginning it was a shock everybody was like why is box why do I see him in business clothes all day,
0: and maybe people are accepting of it more now because you know the phenomenon of of power. You know, we see yep. ghosts, ghosts suited up. Ghosts ghost could be in a suit and then you know shoot you. So, hey, yeah, you, you know what you you like you like Baton Rouge ghosts now. <laughs> you you the Baton Rouge ghosts. Yeah, James Box James St. Patrick,
1: <laughs> James St. Box. No, it's <laughs> man. Yeah, I actually love power, and I would see uh, certain. Um Things that me and him would having in common, you know what I'm saying? And I would be like, dang, that's dope. So, yeah, I... I but it's still it's still a struggle. But now I make it look easy. But in right. my mind, sometimes I'm battling. Cause when I'm maybe in, doing a business call or in a business meeting, I might want to write five songs, or vice versa. When I'm doing five songs, I'm in the studio. I'm thinking about man, I want to go sit down with a client. So, but I but I'm I'm learning to balance it better, you
0: know. Yeah, and I and I think it's it's more widely accepted now because of you know over the last twenty years when you when you look at hip hop. I mean, if you look at you know artists that have come out and have you know become more than just artists they're moguls yeah at that point i mean you know th- one of the obvious names you got to throw out is of course jay-z 100%. you know he can be doing a business deal with you know this entity or that entity with sprint or whoever yeah. and then still go in to studio and drop 16 and no one thinks anything of it exactly so you know i i want to say hey keep doing your thing and stay in that lane because i think that needs to Appreciate be promoted that. more where we see you don't have to conform to a certain um, wardrobe just because you're doing a certain thing. You're right. doing your art. You know, no one, no one said, you know, well, Basquiat is dressed like a bum today, and he right. has these beautiful pieces that sell for millions of dollars. Right. That shouldn't limit your art and how you present it. So, I, hey, keep doing your thing and stay in that lane. I appreciate that, bro. No talk. Tell me more so about, you know, now we're going we to gonna kind of flip over to the music side. Okay, there we go. There we go. How, how long have you been
1: doing the music? 15 years would be this year. 15 years. So I started um, in a group at first. Okay. And then they wasn't serious, but they actually at the time could rap better than me uh, in high school. And then I went solo. Okay. And um, after I went solo, I got signed to Indie Label, Big Faces Entertainment. Shout out to Candice, and um, she signed me, and that's when my career started. Okay, okay. yeah,
0: okay. Now, how, how many projects have you officially put out? And 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 let me let me let me say this too. Um, when I say projects, and I, I I use that term because I know there's a difference between an album and a mixtape. And I, I remember, you know, rest of peace, Nipsey Hussle. He right. he. That's my home. He he's Shout one of the them. ones that kind of made the the difference in. You know, I'm putting out a project as opposed to an album because when you're negotiating with labels and things of that nature, they look at, you know, your album sales. But if you've never had an official album in right. projects, then you can use that as leverage. Correct. So that's why I use the term project. Projects. Right. Yeah
1: um the project that i just dropped yesterday would be my fourth project in my career um i've put out a lot of songs but i come from the day and age where you kind of put out one project and then you could ride that project for like maybe a year or two and you just release singles off of it but i mean hey it's a young man's game i'm still young but the times are different between streaming so now It's not so much that I'm trying to keep up with them, but I do understand that the way that social media direct the consumer, you got to put out music a little bit more than probably what you, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not going to be dropping mixtapes every Friday. I'm not going to do that.
0: (laughs) So you you, you ain't going to throw back the No Limit Day? (laughs) No, no,
1: I ain't going to do that. And I got the work ethic to do it, but it's like I do, I'm an artist. So I I believe that somebody needs to sit with the art, you know, even if most people be like well box you need to do five songs or ep or eight i still feel like if you give the consumer 16 or 18 songs if the if it's dope and you did a great job marketing i think somebody will get through it you know um so yeah i still believe in the art and 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 just really just putting out a full project
0: right and i i think if more artists thought like that um the the value of music would would be at a different level you know right now it's such a microwave mentality where it's like people take in music and two days later they're like okay when your next one coming out right and it's like have you even really digested you know the music so i'm 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 a big fan of bodies of work as opposed to just you know you put out a little Song here, song there, and then you know, but where's I want the full, complete body of work. So yeah, right. me and you on the same plane. So, yeah, you yeah. like that. So you 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 like the body. Like what what type of music
1: did you used to listen to or that you listen to? Oh
0: man, I'm a, I'm a connoisseur, man. I I grew up on everything, man. Like my my style was very eclectic. So I mean, I could be listening to an eight ball MJG yeah album and then switch to Donnell Jones, oh wow, Rock and, then, and then flip back up and then I'm listening to mob Deep, oh yeah, and then I might say okay i'm I'm done mob Deep for the day uh, tomorrow I'm listening to some dog pound right. so i was i've I've always been all over the map, um, but I'm just a fan of just music and Yo. and and what it does to you know I'm one of those people where I relate periods of time in my life to, to music. Exactly, yeah. like I can say, <laughs> oh man, like if a song come on, I'm like, oh, I remember that was summer 04, that's when I was doing this. this yes, I love that type of music. Right, and, and it I don't know if that's gonna come back
1: feeling. like that, you know. And i don't think it's on purpose that it's a microwave society i think because you gotta remember back then it wasn't instagram and social nah, media it wasn't it so wasn't. whatever the major labels and the people that controlled the media put in your face and your ears you kind of had to sit with it but now you got TikTok and spotify everything so is very accessible correct so it's like i want to go if you don't keep feeding me with what i already like from you it's 20 other artists who just dropped.
0: You know what but, I'm saying? But, and again, so that's why it, it brings back to my point as far as you being in your lane, right? Because right. when you're in your lane, you can still do that. Look at an artist like Kendrick Lamar. Mm. People are begging him to drop a new album. Now, they're, they're, yes. they're willing to wait. Yes. You know, um, something I've been listening to for the last week since it dropped was the new Busta Rhymes album. How, so how is it? How I'm asking you, how is it? How is I like it? it. I like it. Um, it's... I feel like it's something that's very much needed for the times today because we're talking about political. Work. I heard
1: in the studio yesterday
0: it's very political, but he lyrically getting down on there. You know what I'm saying? He is. He he's he's reminding us what an album is supposed to be. Okay, good. To me, an album is supposed. It's almost supposed to be like an event. Yes. You know Experience. where it's like. Right, right. You know when you when, when you think back to when certain albums dropped it's like it was a whole event around it the lead up to it was yes. just you know you were anticipating it. you used to get the magazines and you see the promo pics for it and you see a commercial on tv and you right. be like oh man i can't wait and then when it finally comes out it's like it's it's an experience correct. with it and this feels like that right. you know and we don't we don't get that very often correct so i think certain artists they they have that type of or around them where it's like when they drop it's like okay this is an event so that's why i was saying with you is like you know you you may be one of those artists to yeah. where you don't have to drop so frequently because when you do drop it's an event Correct. that you're dropping it's like everybody's like yes this is what we've been waiting for we've right. had to eat fast food all year and now thanksgiving is here yeah and like oh man we get this cooked meal right. that's what it's supposed to feel like no i so agree that, that that's exactly you. how i feel when i was listening to the buster
1: no, I and I'm 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 glad you said that cuz I haven't heard it yet but when I was finished putting the finishing touches on the project um yesterday one of the DJs that was in the studio with me was like your project kind of gives me a feel of the new Buster Rhymes album in mm-hmm. terms of Co- the cohesiveness he was like if Buster album went off and your and your project came on it wouldn't be no dip in like the content and, and uh right. you know of the music so I was like you know that's a dope compliment I haven't heard Buster album and them big shoes to fill you know so Huge. I didn't want to be like you know on my high horse I'm like man I appreciate that that just let me know okay maybe I might be working with something that's bigger than my city in terms of marketing
0: the project you know right so yeah i gotta go listen to that yeah and not not speaking of your project pandemic pressure yes um i I was listening to um i haven't gotten all the way through the project so full disclosure 100 but from what i've heard the dj did not lie to you It, it is a very cohesive project um i like how it starts off yeah um i love the fact that you even incorporated um it almost Plays like you know, like a like a complete story. Yeah. So like the the last track that I listened to was uh the track with uh you and Howard on there. You, yeah. You and Howard Hall. Metaphor Mackin Yes. Yeah. Shout and out I, Howard
1: Howell and Drew and K.
0: Again, st- the, the storytelling. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a fan of when I'm listening, I want to be able to vi- envision what you're saying. I don't yeah. want to just you know just vibe out, but I want to you want you're to feel saying, like you there so i the, the term i will use to describe the project so far is cinematic mm that's how i would describe it is cinematic wow man i you made my day bro
1: and i can honestly say i was aiming for that but i wasn't meaning i was aiming for i knew that this project was different it was going to be different than any other projects i've put out i knew it was going to be something that i couldn't put my finger on it but i have to give shouts out to uh dj pk1 mm-hmm. because he executive produced it so in terms of the flow of you know because that's that that's important like what song was going to come behind track number three and four right. you know so he did that and that was tough for me because i i write all my music i do everything other than mixing mastering you had to give so, up a little control yeah i'm like let me you know this project let me let the team let me borrow their ear and let them do certain things because i'm very hands-on with my art and um pk put that whole together the flow of the project but i knew from the songs i was creating i'm like this is gonna be a dope body of work but i just need to know how to get it to the consumers because we're in a different age where you have to Package it different to get it out to the people You know so I appreciate
0: that And and speaking of you know Getting into the consumers and the era that We're in now so I mean you know you and I are, are a bit similar in age. We we right. come from the era where on Tuesdays, you know, that's when the album would drop. Correct. You go to the music store. Yeah. Yo. And you would buy your CD. You get all the packaging and everything. <laughs> and that's how artists, you know, Yo. artists artists was making a bulk of their money off of sales. Yeah. Now with music being so accessible with streaming sites, uh, downloads and everything, how does uh? How, how does an artist maintain as far as you know not only the quality of of the music that they're putting out but how do they reap the benefits of it of the music yes
1: hmm one of my biggest virtual mentors is masterpiece so if anybody following him he's been preaching product you know, and ownership a lot. Right. So now the music game has transitioned. It's not about the music, it's about the product. So you might I like for example, um we about to launch the pandemic pressure um T shirts and, and the um the merch. Right. You know, sometimes the artist could put out a dope project and the like you say, the experience around it to be so dope. The merch, they'll sell more merch than the it sells music itself at that point. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to talk about the merch, the touring, not the artists are forced to go get money in other ways surrounded around the project um, versus the project. Itself, you know, right. because we're not really making a lot of money off streaming and um, and, you know, most people not buying music like they was back then. The CD was like 18 bucks, yeah. you know, but now, you know, it's not like that. So we have to go into merch and we have to um, monetize from YouTube and um, views like that and we have to find ways to monetize like that but really right now it's the product game if you can create product around your project you probably and then take the money and put it back and invest it back into the company you know okay chance to rap i learned that from him he sold mo the three merch
0: yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah. and, and and i'm seeing more and more of that the music is basically kind of moving the merch yes. for you in a sense it's almost kind of like you know it's a packaging deal we are <coughs> gonna put out the album and then like you said you got your merchandise and the music promotes the merchandise.
1: The music is a, uh, because you you got a production company, so I'm gonna tell you exactly what it is. The music is just a, uh, a commercial. Right. So now it's like this is what I, this is who I am, this is what I have to offer, and hopefully I can attract outside opportunities, endorsements, placements in movies, uh, you know, movie roles from people seeing the music. So now the music is the bait for the make. People diversify, you know what I'm saying. Whereas with me, um, I'm seeing the path that I'm on is like God has me to where I'm going into the music game diversified, and I don't need music as the platform to be my springboard. Right. But I wanted that to be like that, but it's it's opposite. It's like I'm coming in the machine, but most artists had to become become the machine um, after the music spring them, like the T.I.s, the Jesus, the 50 Cent. You know. Right. Right. Right now, I mean, people like me and you, we study Diddy. it should be no reason why we coming into the game. We not already thinking like the Diddy's and the Jay Zs, cause they've showed us the blueprint. So out. we should be coming in the game with four, five businesses and um, different endeavors we didn't already started. Versus, I just want to rap first and then diversify.
0: Right, right. You know? Now you released the pandemic pressure exclusively on the bro app. Yeah, which you know, shout out it, Scrap. Right. If anyone doesn't know that, that is a black-owned streaming network, just like your Apple. Uh, music just like your titles and all of that as well yeah. too so you you release it exclusively on the bra app do you have plans on releasing it like on other sites as well too once yeah. it has a run uh, you know how does that work
1: yeah so we showing sure love to DJ scrap shout out to him you know that's the home team and the app so we're gonna keep it on there for about a week or two well, it's gonna stay on there but we're gonna just promote it heavy on there a week or two and then it'll be released to the spin rollers live mixtapes that pips, uh those the websites that kind of everybody already know that's built in right. um um, but we showing major love right now to the bro app cause I I know that it, it'll be one of those live mixtapes, big
0: platforms, and the next I, I say twelve to twenty-four months, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now, you know, you you say you've been you've been doing the music for about fifteen years. Correct. Um, and right now you you seem to have a lot of attention on you around the city. Right. What's the ultimate goal as far as how you see um, moving to like the next level because I know you know as you as you being a financial coach I know that you're you're planning on okay what's the next step I'm, I'm at I'm right here now right how do I get here and how you know the steps never end. never so I I, I, I know what you you know I, I know that you are making plans yeah let us in on a little bit of that
1: um the goal is to build a core fan base. Um, it's not so necessary to get signed back then. We wanted to get signed to a major label, but it's the build a core fan base that's locked into me. Where no matter what I put out, if it's a good quality, they gonna not only spend money, but they gonna want to experience from me every time. Um, but then also the goal is is to build so much of a core fan base where I have leverage to where I can do a joint venture with a major label. Not so much as being signed, but like Nipsey, I learned that from Nipsey. Poor if industry. I create a lot, li- yeah, that's what i want to do where you be able to utilize the majors labels contacts and connects um but you still maintain ownership of your music that'd be dope um but then also a step further than that how do i bridge the gap between um you know the financial literacy and me being an artist so my goal is to eventually get it to the point where my fans are getting a real experience where i'm doing financial seminars by day and I'm doing concerts by night so imagine somebody like you imagine if back then what like, what's your favorite
0: artist your favorite MC mm. or rapper oh man <laughs> that's a whole <laughs> other conversation uh, if I just had to say it on the top I'd say definitely Nas
1: perfect that is, that is probably i didn't even know you was gonna say that so uh, you know nice kicks a lot of knowledge very lyrical right imagine knives being a financial coach that's teaching you about money also but imagine For his next show that's coming up, he's doing a seminar in the daytime where he's teaching you about your finances. But that same ticket that's gonna get you in there is gonna get you in the show later on that night. Mm. So you get to see Nas come with the suit and tie. He literally teaching you what's a stock, what's a mutual fund, blah, blah, blah. He's not using big words to fly over your head, even though he can because he's a lyricist. But then later on that night, it's like, boom, now I gotta get ready for the Nas concert. Like, think of how dope of an experience that would be. You know dope what I'm saying? Experience. So my goal is not to try to make that happen. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make it happen. And where I will be doing seminars by day and concerts by night, and I could package and I could sell it to like an Essence Festival or something like that. And then the last big thing that I'm doing, I, I guess you you'll get it exclusively. A lot of people don't know about. Oh this. man, we are getting exclusive. Uh, okay, I so, feel special. So. My The name of my record label is Hungry Boy Records, right? Right. Um, a lot of people that know me personally know I'm very big on the music industry. So I've been studying the music business for about the past seven years, um, teaching myself about publishing, royalties, all of the things that us artists, especially if you come from the streets of the hood, do not know about. Paperwork, entertainment, lawyers, all of that. So I'm going to start. Um, I'm starting i um, what's called Hungry Boy Coaching University, and I'm playing off the words HBCU, right? Ah, I like um, that. I like that. And I'm going to start educating the artists, giving back, you know, um, doing consultation, not so much as managing them, but doing coaching, teaching them about, okay, this is how you build relationships. You know, you need to have a jump drive when you go meet with the DJ. Just teaching them foundational things like basically artist development mm-hmm. that I had to go through because I came in a game when artist development was important, even us talking like uh, – uh media training. Our right, artists right. don't have that. So we get on platforms like this and you ask a question and we just give a one word answer. So I feel like my way of paying it forward, giving back to the game is to coach them, I love teaching. Right. So ultimately, that's the main goal to be doing seminars by day,
0: concerts by night and then educating the artists um in HBCU. And that's that's extremely important cuz I mean, <coughs> even if you look at someone like hip a legend like Snoop, right? Correct. We know what Snoop looked like in interviews when he first came out. Yes. He was, you know, he, he wasn't looking in the camera, he was looking away, you know. Yo and take that now as you know where he is now where it's like he loves the camera he he knows how to operate he knows how to answer these questions correct um i think media training for artists is, is extremely important too because that way you won't have artists getting jammed up saying things they shouldn't be saying you know right i know uh, you know <laughs> they, they, there's always a lot of talk when when artists go on on platforms like vlad tv 100 percent. and they'll just my mom my mom say don't you ever go on this like <laughs> my mom already
1: knows i'm gonna be like big she be telling me she like right. if they ever reach out to you don't go on the platform I'm like my god leave mom I, <laughs> like, i'm media trained of... like i do want to go on there because it's a certain following but a lot of people get jammed up on this platform exactly
0: already, exactly yeah. and i think that you know if they had more like you said artist development where it includes media training where it includes mm-hmm. you know how to conduct yourself in an interview where it includes how to you know be at different award shows and things yes. of that nature. I mean, even if you know, it, it it makes me think back even when, you know, if you look at like the BET awards yeah. and how people come dressed there, yeah. but when it's the Grammys, they they, they go a completely different route and you correct. say, "Well, why is that? Why are we handling this platform this in way. this way, in this platform, in the other way, right. So I think that's that's extremely important, you know, and that's something I'm pretty sure you'll cover in your HBCU. Yeah, and as HBCU grad, I appreciate you using that. See that, that, see, that, that I knew you was now. gonna get it, man. I think, and that
1: wasn't, bro. It's God, man. I, I I thought of that, you know. I thought of that, but it was really him who gave it to me. But I'm I'm serious about that, bro. And you'll be one of the first people that I tell about it, because maybe it to be a way, it's certain things you didn't see from a uh, production standpoint that you might. Might be able to like, because my goal is to bring different teachers from our walks of life into HBCU, um, production people, um, DJs, where they can kind of give their perspective on the game from their perspective. I can relate because I can talk from an artist's perspective, right. but you got a totally different lens. You might get on stage and say, "Hey, on 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 a panel we do together, you might be like, "Hey man, showing up on time is very important. You know, I'm shooting stuff with artists but they show up late on people, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Small
0: stuff, minute things that makes a big difference." So, right, right. Yeah. And and look, I I would I would love to help out. So whenever yeah. it's launch, hey, you got you got my information. I'm I'm there i I'm I'm always I, I'm always looking for a, for a way to Play it forward with people yo. you know i think it's it's been too much of you know once you obtain a certain level of knowledge you hold on to it yeah. and then you got five other people coming behind you like uh, nope i ain't gonna share it with them yeah, i've like, never been like i've that. always been the person where it's like if i know it and i see that you're serious about it and you come behind me oh yeah i i have no I, problem sharing it i'll I show you it. how to work camera i show you how to set up a mic whatever you want if you're serious correct you got to be serious yo because don't waste my time Right. Because time is the... Is the commodity that you cannot get Can, back. You cannot get back. And I think a lot of people don't
1: know that. And if for anybody that's listening or even looking at this, I, I can't stress this enough. Man, it might be tedious, but go learn the music business. Yeah. Like, that's the tedious part. I get it. We the artists. We think about the art. But, and I always shout him out. Shantae on the track from Baton Rouge. He told me years ago, he said, you are a dope MC. But he said, dope MCs usually don't make it. And he said, and he scared me to go learn the music business. He said, it's not because y'all not dope. It's cause y'all focus on the art and never focus on the business. Right. So for anybody that's listening and looking at this, man, go learn the music business. You know what I'm saying, and really understand what it is. You don't have to do everything, but go learn it and then delegate. So you can know you can put people in position to help you. There's too many horror stories out here of people in bad contracts, and right. we have the talent in Baton Rouge, but nobody is guiding us and leading us you know um, we just kind of figuring things out on, on our
0: own you, know? now, now you You bring up the talent of Baton Rouge and you know shout out DJ Scrap we did have him on table talking shout out to the homie man Um, and he made mention of the immense talent that Baton Rouge yes has right now mhm what it made me think of something because because when he and I was speaking and I wish I would have said it then, but I'm going to say it now. Yeah. OK. You know, I held on to it. Right. But if you look at like the Baton Rouge scene, it kind of makes you think of, you know, wh- where is another hub? When you think of hip hop music, rap music in general, where is a hub where it's like this little section right over here? Look at all the talent that came out of it. And you right. know what I think about what Queens? If you look at all the, I mean, you got LL, Cool J comes from Queens. Okay. Mob Deep comes from Queens Bridge. Right. Nas comes from Queens Bridge. Like, you know, you Noriega is from around that area. If you look at, like, just yeah, shout out to in Nor- this, in this In this little sector of New York, look at all of the people that came out of that. And then, you know, what's comparable to that? And I look at something like a Baton Rouge. kind of like that because if you look at all the talent that's come from baton rouge i mean that is hit nationally regionally however you want to classify them but you know it's there right what what is your take on the scene of baton rouge as far as the music scene well to touch back on what you just said like
1: i think the key factors and like the queens and everything you said and even when you talk about atlanta right i think and i've been preaching this for a couple of months I think what they have that we just don't have yet that we're building is they just had platforms. They had opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Atlanta at one time wasn't, running the game at first but then you had la records and then the dungeon family and right. once platforms started getting started then it was opportunities now we have our artists and people leave from their cities to move to atlanta to get signed or to cali or you know the major record labels are in new york so if the major labels are in my backyard and i'm a dope mc from queens it's very not, easy not hard to at go, all. you know so i think what baton rouge is missing is just the platforms but that's why i'm promoting DJ Scrap the Bruh app that's a platform that's why I'm starting HBCU because think about if artists had something where they can go through Coaching, then they can go holler at scrap to put their project out. Somebody like yourself who has a dope, you know, platform. Build your own infrastructure. Boom. And and I didn't did like, bro. Real talk, not to deviate from your question, but not to talk about myself. But I've done like seven or eight no, podcasts. No, talk about yourself. That's what we here right, for. <laughs> right. But I don't, I, it's, I'm going somewhere with it, right? So I've done like seven or eight podcasts in the past. Two weeks Like one was in New Orleans But everything else Was local So it's like Okay boom We are doing Like kind of We're creating Like our own Breakfast club Hot 97 To where uh, artists can come from Atlanta, and they can, they gotta stop at Table Talk and holler at you. Mm-hmm. They gotta go stop at whoever else's podcast. They gotta right. go stop at Bella Notte and holler at Q. Right. Do it, you know. So we have the platforms getting created now to where artists gonna wanna start to move here, and I think that's where it's going in the next three to five years. But to answer your question, um, the untapped territory here is like oil. I think we we all have some of the most dopest artists here, but because of no platforms and because of um like just the ignorance of the music business and things like that we don't know what to do where to go we don't know how to conduct ourselves even if we run across somebody of importance you know, we coming with the, we yeah with the yeah in Baton Rouge. So, yeah, man, I'm the Raj dude ever. We giving the CD out. We giving them a CD with our ink written on it. Like, right. we, we, we don't understand. You know what I'm saying? When you go to New York and Atlanta, you automatically understand you got to have your ducks in a row because you might run into uh, Barry Garda or You might run into uh, L.A. Reed or somebody right, like that. Right. So, um it's untapped territory. We have some dope artists here. they not just MCs We have a lot of dope artists. Um, and I I just really feel like we finna become the new mecca i really i really really truly
0: believe that you know now you may you may mention of the dungeon family yeah and when i had scrap here i mean we, uh he and i spoke even about the screwed up clip mm-hmm. these are two examples of collectives you know so when we talk about how you know if you look at the houston scene you look at the atlanta scene even if you're looking at the Queensbridge scene right out of new york they all kind of had unofficial collectives they all kind of worked better together right Do you feel like that's lacking in the baton rouge music scene where it's like maybe there's not because you know the dungeon family is a collective of you know you got goody mob you got cash you got uh, yep.
1: uh, uh uh the last person to come from them off they cloth was future you know what i'm future, saying Future
0: killer mike yes you know was was dungeon family affiliated yes. you know you have but that was kind of a collective if you look at the screwed up click, you know the the last inductee was what little flip right but you Yo. know you had flip you had zero you got you know all Yo. these, and then from that they even made another collective on on the north side with swisher house right you got slim thug and you got paul wall and chameleon there and Correct. all of these people right there's no real unofficial collective in, Bat- in baton rouge, rouge. do no. you think that that's that's slowing down the progress I
1: wouldn't say that because um, I'm always looking to be optimistic and positive. Uh, even if that was the case, I just think it's certain things, and I can't put my finger on it, but I do know certain labels and certain movements that have been started in Baton Rouge, um, they just kind of focused on themselves. You know, right. one, rest in peace to the homie Nussie, one of his things he would always champion was he gonna leave the door open, uh, you know, um when he get in through the door, you know, and that's one thing I seen when Nussie just kinda came out of nowhere. When I was just kinda opening up, I, I opened up for Nussie a few times. I would see that he was great at building a team like Master P but even when he would start the teen clubs and things out here, he would let so many artists come and perform and, you know, so I think we've just never had, to my knowledge, I could be wrong, any og or people who've had opportunity of big platforms in baton rouge leave the door open i think has always been the every man for himself because yeah. i built it out the mud and i get it if you build something from scratch and nobody helped you sometimes it's like you wasn't around so i'm only take care of my people right but with me i kind of i'm i'm able to see from you know the kevin gates come through the boosts the Webbs is the trills and i'm able to look at those people who've inspired me and say okay what can i do different from them because i've already taken notes out of their pages and their books like to help me when i'm like okay if when i make it out of louisiana what are they gonna say about you? What's gonna make you different? And one thing that I know that I want to be said about me is he pays it forward and he and he looks out for the artists. Not saying those other artists didn't. Um I just wanted to be known that okay, he's a teacher and that's one thing Jay Z is. You hear anybody talk about Jay, any artist, they like he always dropping gems on us. So I wanna right. be known as that Louisiana artist that's a dope M C make dope hit records, but man, he also don't mind
0: giving that information, he don't hoard it, you know. Right, right. You know, so that's what I see. And and the more and more we talk and, you know, and and as you were talking about it as well, too, but actually, I think we might actually have that unofficial collective within the bra app. That's what so I'm saying. So shout out to DJ Scrap for that. Right. But I, I think, you know, and, and it's just my opinion. I think once I think once that's curated more, I think people will really start seeing where the bra app is going. Yes. And I, I think that maybe they'll they'll start getting into more of a collective mindset and i think they'll figure out that you know one finger can do one thing but what the old woman from, from Soul Food said but you close it up it's a mighty fist right no you right and, and i want to bro
1: shout out to dj scrap man real talk like I know he been watching us work and grind and you doing your thing and I'm doing my thing, but I've been watching him and, like, he's really building something. And I know people probably don't see what he's doing behind the scenes. Like, I'm seeing him pull up in the same car at these different venues around Baton Rouge with his laptop and he's trying to build the bruh app the platform so it takes that one person to say you know what i'm gonna go against the odds and i'm gonna do something for the collective like you say because he could really just go get a bag anywhere you know but he's choosing to build something for our our, our city and i see the late nights me pulling up here last night to give him my mixtape and i know he he probably was in here interviewing with you but he like box calling me but that's what the grind about when you're right. trying to build something and it don't get built overnight so shout out to him i just want him to know man i'm watching them and man I, i'm supporting the rap 100 percent and anybody else they need to go download it
0: for free right now you know okay 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 now yeah. you got pandemic pressure playing right now yeah that's out Out. Uh, www.voteforbox.com is on the website okay now see you brought that up too and see I, I was getting ready to hit. okay today. there you go all but, right I'm, I'm jumping the gun no 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 but it's, it's good it's very good segue yeah that, that media training i see hey you. hey man hbcu hey HBC. <laughs> there you go bro (laughs) but so tell me how did how did you know because i've been to the site as well too yeah how did you come to the 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 plan of doing the vote for box and kind of have like the 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 candidate thing going on with the pandemic how did how did that kind of come to fruition Years ago when I was signed to the indie
1: label uh, Big Faces
0: Entertainment, I
1: did a, a campaign back then, but it wasn't tailored this dope. So, shout out to my campaign manager. She's amazing. But, um, you um, the campaign manager. Yeah, yeah. I told her what you said last night. I say, man, I don't know what you emailing these people about me, but I say, man, <laughs> every time I get to an interview, people like, man, they got notes galore. You know what I'm saying? I say, look, don't even show me what you email people about me. <laughs> She's very say, thorough. Yeah, so, so salute to her. She like being behind the scenes show like being seen Or her name Being heard But she knows She is right But
0: um, What was the question again How how did that come to fruition As yeah. far as Tying all that together yeah. like The campaign And the pandemic And all that Like everything Is just so Right on time But it doesn't feel like it's like, oh, this is going on. Let's just throw it out there. It feels very, very strategic and planned. strategic, like you were very methodical with that. Correct. Tell me, how, how did that kind of come to fruition with
1: you? Years ago, I did something like that, but it wasn't tailored towards the suit and tie. I was like in kind of like I did, like the U.S. arm, um, like Uncle Sam, we pointing. Ah, I did okay. that, and okay. I had a 1-800-CALL-BOX number, and that, that worked in that time. But I say, let me revisit this idea, but let me make it look so organic that even male western broom or somebody that's running in office think okay who is this person on this b- that is he gonna be on the ballot i wanted right. it to be that right because it again it, it, it looks extremely authentic i'm like is wait is, is he running? running and what is pandemic president like right. like is that a real because you know you always look for like when i went to go vote the other day it was the judges and different things right so it's like I wanted people to be like, okay, pandemic president, is that on the is that on the ballot? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to be as, but we were sitting down at TJ Ribs, and I say, man, I think this is dope. People are already, like, it's already built-in mentality of, in the, they in the voting mentality right now. So I say, instead of going against the grain, let's just go with the flow. They already in voting. Let's make it like I'm running, but I'm running for pandemic president, and I'm going to lead the people just like the president would, but I'm going to lead the people through my music, you know, through right. the pandemic pandemic and i really felt like at this day and age right now we don't have really good leadership to choose from in my personal opinion um with the presidency so i'm like let me lead the people my way that's a whole nother that's a whole nother story right so i don't try to get too much outside of what it is that i'm used to i'm not finna go out there and just be doing some crazy stuff where people are like that ain't that ain't box it's like okay if if art is what i love to do and art is one of my strengths then let me lead the people through pandemic through my art which pandemic pressure and then that's how i came up with the campaign so we still we still campaigning even though the president said we finna campaign through the whole pandemic Keep you finna going. see yard signs and everything bro
0: this man said yard sign. Yep, okay. I, I can't wait to see the yard sign. Pandemic. So I'm put yeah, right I up swear to my yard. God,
1: yard sign. My son coming with me. We are gonna have a t- like, yeah. It's going to be really like a real. I'm, I'm gonna make people go to that website. Okay, okay.
0: Now, yeah. the other thing that I've noticed too, just from just from um, looking at vignettes on your website, because you 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 have video, you have behind the scenes and Correct. everything like that, and even in our conversation today, you have brought up a lot with your faith. Yeah um, How does that You know How how did that develop Have you always had it You know Kind of speak a little bit About that as far as How is that playing Into what you're doing On a day to day basis Yeah I got that from my mom And my grandmother So my
1: grandmother Was an evangelist um, My mom She's always been A woman of God She's my mom is actually a prophet, so it's like it have been times in my life where my mom would tell me something that's finna happen miraculously for me at a specific time and it'll happen. Like my mom and I already told me, she said God then already showed me that you're gonna be big in the music industry, but you're gonna be different and you're gonna you're gonna do it your way, you know. So it's like I've always had that that confidence, kinda like a cheat code. Yeah. But my faith specifically comes from my mom. She always taught me at a young age to um go in my prayer closet and i I probably hadn't all i trust me i haven't always act like i was saved i didn't did my thing out here and did things we I all have no, our moments yeah i didn't do did a lot of things i ain't had no business but you know for the most part i always know in times of not just bad times but good times to go talk to god and you know i did a lot of praying even through this project man i, I actually got covid in july really you know yeah in the middle of making the project so and i had every symptom it was, and then i got asthma so it was like my breathing was heavy oh, man. and it was it was like real crazy bro you know what i'm saying so i'm like god you know what's the odds of me creating a project called pandemic pressure and then i get covid and i was i was taking the necessary precautions when i left my house every day um but i felt like you know what i say um nothing happens to you it happens for you so i felt like you know if i'm creating this project maybe this was needed i ain't gonna say he gave it to me but it was needed he allowed it um so i can relate to more people through the pandemic you know i can say hey man I know you probably lost a family member I had it I can't relate to losing a family member but I had it and I felt like I was finna die you know right. um, so my faith has always been strong no matter what I done had things happen to me in my life where, that, where it could have broke me but it never broke me I just always knew okay God gonna pull me through it and I've always understood if something happened to me and I caused it um, to take full responsibility and deal with my consequences like a man but I also know that my faith still couldn't leave me so I'm very strong on that bro and, and you know I I pray before my interviews. I pray before my shows. Um, so faith is just always going to gonna be with me. And I think, you know, that's not seen as cool sometimes in the entertainment industry unless you're a gospel artist. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't consider myself a gospel artist. I would, I used to be a street artist, but my music has, has gravitated. You know, it has evolved. So I'm more of an inspirational hustler. I make hustler music. Right. So, you know, with that being said, sometimes the persona is... I might not need to talk about God a lot and say the word faith because that might seem corny. Where with me, man, I'm being
0: very authentic, and that 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 should be appreciated.
1: Yeah, and a lot of artists pray, whether they talk about it or not, because guess what? When they go to the Grammys and all that, who the first person they thank? They thank God, but it's like through them press runs and everything and you wasn't talking about that a lot and you know and you got to have somebody that you turn into a high power or whatever because none of this is just happening by mistake everything is divine and all the footsteps are definitely ordered in your life you know so yeah my faith is very strong but it come from my mom and my grandmother that was my foundation and that,
0: that keeps me grounded no matter what you know box the hungry genius yeah all right Give give, give, up, give us some last words As far as where they need to go What they need to expect from you Yo Just just let um, everybody know What's cause, Cause I tell y'all this Look The project is fire. I ain't I told them Look I ain't made it through the whole project But what from you what so I've far? heard so far Cinematic
1: I appreciate that man I receive that Oh uh, you can follow me at box underscore homegrown Instagram, but really to kind of just get everything um, centralized. wwwvote vote the number four b o x x dot com. Um, and I just want to say, man, I appreciate you, and I and I appreciate the people that's watching. My goal is always to teach, to educate. Um, I, I kind of already know I'm gonna be all right, but if I can always give back when I'm on people's platforms, because so many people have poured wisdom into me um and I felt like my way of paying it forward is to give back anytime I get an opportunity but um the last words I would say man like I say I can't stress it enough if you're an artist go learn the music business if you even not an artist whatever lane you're trying to get in go educate yourself um you know and on top of that I would just say you know always bet on yourself that's that's what I all bets on me is on my on my project I listened to that this morning too okay great bet on yourself man I think we 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 lose sight of that, but this pandemic has woke um us up especially the african-americans so i would say the last words is bet on yourself don't don't be afraid to invest in yourself yes it's gonna be rocky yes when you make that jump with the parachute it might not open up all the way when you jump but betting on yourself is the best decision you're gonna ever make in your life investing in yourself because the return on the sweat equity is gonna be way better um than you just kind of playing it safe and like i posted on instagram the other day there's no such thing as a real safety net you have to become the safety net so that's what i I lead the viewers
0: with man always bet on yourself man dope 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 box the hungry genius i appreciate you coming through appreciate you my brother y'all remember it's only two people it's only two types of people in this life either at the table or on the menu <clears throat> you decide which one you're gonna be we'll see you next That's time <laughs>